last week on Discount Heroes. And a slick grease pile underneath the doll is going to form. I charge at him, and instead of you know swinging, I just hold my axe in front of me, pointed at him, and then glide into him. Oh, you slip and slide around, covered in hot and spicy grease. And then I pull out my sword, <laughs> and I chop into it. As it collapses into a pile of lumber. And as she does, you see the wooden wall blocking off this next section of cavern. A banging on the, the makeshift wall. Braddock calls out, he's here. What if I sneak around the backside, try and distract him, and then y'all can ambush him from behind? And he runs and turns into a brown bear. So I'm near the top of the cave, my head is. I, I hold on to a, a, a stalactite. After I rage, I'm going to stand with my back up against the wall. The one known as Jimothy stands before you. So Knox is going to come charging from around the corner with all the goblins. Flargobuns whips the wand out, points it at Jimothy, and then says, boom, boom. <laughs> and she's just cast her version of magic missile. Aim for these spots. Jimothy lowers his arm down at you. The fist cock itself back before launching forth. Will Thrasher still have a face? Is Nox a goblin now? Will Copes learn to talk as a bear? And does Dimarok keep smoking all the dolls? Find out tonight on Discount Heroes. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We are a chaotic and story-driven real play podcast. We're a group of 15 friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's me and me. I'm over here. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, it's me too. Hey, 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 guys, it's my turn to roll. Are you guys playing without me? Don't forget about me. Which dice is it again? I don't know how to play this game. Which one's the D4? I bet the listeners didn't even notice there were 15 of us here the whole time. <laughs> we got them. We're, we're a group of five friends who've no, known each other for 15 plus years, and we want to share with you the game that we love to play so much. My name's Brent, and I am the DM here. We got four players. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing? My name is Tyler, and I'm currently a bear. <laughs> Hey guys, I know our next single is going to strike it like real big, so get your autographs now. I'm Dimarok, uh, Tiefling Bard. Named Aaron, right? It's Dimarok. This is Jared playing Thrasher and currently considering what my next character is going to be like. And this is Matt, and I am playing the King of the Goblins, the Lord of the Boom Boom, <laughs> Knox Longfoot. <laughs> I loved that. I do what I can. Let's go ahead and begin the game. Last week, our intrepid adventurers endeavored to free those captured by the harpies, finally having found them caged on Fargrave Mountain. They found themselves in a dilemma, risk attack from the harpies by leaving the cave mouth or fighting against the terrible Jimothy. Our adventurers partnered with the goblins to form a pincer maneuver against him, but were surprised by Flargobun's wand of fireballs. When we left, Jimothy was cocking his terrifying metal fist, taking aim at Thrasher. All right, I know it was so exciting how I described that, but he rolled up. He rolled a two, so that's a nine <laughs> against you, Thrasher. No. As his terrifying metal fist embeds itself into the ground, and the horrifying chain winds it up horrifyingly back into its fist. <laughs> horrifying hole. And I don't need a new character yet. I gotta keep it scary, keep it frightening. <laughs> it clanks in a terrible clangor. We go with Kiss on this podcast. Keep it scary, stupid. All right, and that was his turn. Now it's Cope's turn. Oh, oh, and he took a defensive position. He looks around in confusion for a moment. He's definitely surprised by everything that's going on, if you can see surprise on a wooden face wearing sunglasses and a bowler hat. Does he get some kind of bonus from his defensive position? 
That's metagaming. Does he get some kind of bonus from his bowler hat and sunglasses? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, no. That should be obvious. <laughs> okay. Copes, the bear, is going to leap forward and just... I get double attack. I'm just going to bite and swipe this dude. Do you say anything when you attack? Yeah, I say... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> so this is a d20 plus 5. So that's a 13 on my bite. It's a miss, just barely. Okay. I bite nothing, I guess. Okay, and then I'm going to rear back my giant claw and... Actually, I'm going to use my back claw and do like a weird bear kick. Ooh, that's a 21 to hit. Kung Fu Panda style. Yes. This... Kung Fu bear style, yeah, so I, uh... Pandas or bears? You can just say panda. It's a bear. Kung Fu bear panda style. Yeah, I flip over. I take a break from eating my bamboo and flip over and kick him with my back claws. Can you imagine if that movie was called Kung Fu bear panda? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it is a 2d6 plus 4 damage, and I will roll that with my dice that I have right here. That is 11 damage with my Kung Fu bear kick. All right, you feel that same resistance as your claw. Like, oh, Brent, no, I meant to mention I have magic claws. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't. You don't. You don't make my character decisions. No, you do me. not. It's my bat claws, dude. I know you don't. I have. dipped them in a magic potion in the cage. Okay, well, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So what is that? Just crit damage. So uh, let me roll again. <laughs> that is eleven damage. Yeah, your claws scrape it. It does less damage than you expect. All right, and then I, uh, using my movement, I stand up right in front of him. Oh, nice. You're about almost eye level with him. Yeah, and then I give him. Uh, a look. I'll let the listener decide what kind of look it is. That's for you guys. Demi's turn. Demi from the ledge up above. From the ledge above. There's a band name. Oh, that is a band name. When I'm looking down on monsters and friends. That's the band name. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really good. Okay, so standing above, looking at this like chaotic scene, I reach back behind into my belt and pull out my whip, which is my been my weapon of choice i believe since episode one and i want to reach out and try to lash it to a stalagmite stalactite in front of me all right well we'll give it a shot yeah yeah we'll give it a try we'll see what happens if it doesn't work you know we're adventurers we're paving the way for you know yeah make a sleight of hand or just a dexterity check feels weird it feels like it'd be like athletics or something I mean, whatever, whatever is good. This is kind of open ended here, so that's yeah, a ten. It's a ten, so it does wrap around. You are not sure how, if it will hold. Okay, well, I give it a big old yank. It it pulls free. Oh heck yeah! And I'll see that coming. Nice. <laughs> okay, I thought that'd be a fail. It pulls free <laughs> and snaps. And look of shock on my face, and I give a little flick to my whip to try to unravel it from the stalactite piece and let it fall. All right, it falls down. Oh, it's directly above Jimothy. Oh, wait, I don't get what you're trying to go for here, actually. I'm trying to drop a stalactite. No, 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 I was saying the whip fell free as you yanked it. It just came off. Oh, and I pulled tight. Oh. Yeah. (sighs) Dang. It was a fail. I was trying to snap it off. Dang, okay, I felt good about that. Can you hit me with the uh, disappointing news again? As you yank, your whip pulls free of the stalactite. It kind of like just falls limp in front of me. And I'm standing there holding like the base of the whip. I'm just like, oh, that's the only idea I had. So I'm going to cast Heroism on the terrible Goblin King Knox. <laughs> and I turn to him. I kind of give him a nod and pull up my drumsticks and play inspiring, like powerful beat. And it shoots a bolt of lightning towards him, or a bolt of you know, white, wispy light. And it hits him in the chest, and now he is immune to being frightened and gains four temporary HP. Nice. Thanks, Demi. We got this, man. It's going so good. Yeah, man, way better than that last guy with all the, the grease and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why we had to bring that up, but okay. All right, and then it is Braddock's turn. She reaches into her pouch and pulls out a a small, tiny little ruby crystal, which she crushes up into her hands and then blows into the air. And you feel a strange warp envelop in the area around her. You feel your weapons in your hand start to heat up 
you see little sparks flying off the edge. All of your weapons deal 1d4 extra fire damage. Ooh, this this include my claws. Yes. Ow, 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 ow. So ow. he's a fiery claws druid, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I appreciated it. Thank you, man. No, not you. Damn it! I knew who you were talking to. What were you saying, Aaron? All right, so you guys feel your weapons charged up with a fiery energy. Now when they strike things, a little gout of flame just bursts out in wherever you strike it. I assume there's a permanent upgrade, yeah? Was that a Diablo reference? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Demi's standing up on this ledge on the side of this cliff, looking down, just like cracking his fire whip in the air, just crack, crack, crack. It's like popping little flames left and right. Feels like a... Like he's almost like conducting the scene below, guiding it with his sounds. All right, that was Braddock's turn, and now it's Nox's turn. Okay, so I'm right up on this guy, and he was put together by Tinker's Tools, and I have a set of Tinker's Tools. Can I try to take this guy apart? Like grab a hand and take it off? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Make a roll against it. I'll let you... Uh, grant advantage to your allies for the rest of the round. Okay. See if you can make his butt fall off. <laughs> yeah, get his butt off. Take that butt. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with uh, tools, I am proficient with them. So is that is it just a dexterity roll, or is it, I'm not sure how those work. Plus your proficiency. Dexterity plus proficiency. Okay. Oh, no, guys. He can't do anything to the butt. It's already got a crack in it. Oh. oh. I got to go to bed, y'all. <laughs> I deserve that. Goodbye. Oh, gosh. That's going to be a 10. 10. Roll with advantage, Matt. <laughs> All right, 10. You, you start to play with this butt. <laughs> All right, let's say you go for one of the spots that Braddock indicated with her magic missile shot previously. Okay. And she gives you a quick point, and you you get a flash of insight that tells you how to approach this, and you get plus four to your roll. Okay, so that's going to be a 14, then. 14, that's good enough. Thanks, Braddock. I got it. I twist it the other way. (laughs) Righty, loosey, lefty, tidy, just like I always know. All right, and you pull a metal plate free from its chest, exposing an interior. Light them up, boys. We got it. Not you, flargle bums. Are you sure, boss? He's like got his wand ready. Huh? All right, so Fargo Buns, they're going to continue to pile on. I'm going to just make a single roll for them and let them do a little bit of damage. Let's see. And they do a little bit of damage. He takes four extra damage from goblins hacking away at his little feet. Goblin damage. All right, and then it is uh, Thrasher's turn. I'm going to hit him with my axe. Who could have seen that coming? 19. So, yeah, it's a hit. It's a hit for sure. Do nine regular damage plus four fire damage. Nice. So 13 damage total. All right. Your weapon bites in satisfyingly. I like that. With this added little bit of magic. And you take off a good chunk. And then it is Jimothy's turn. Whoa. Jimothy, seeing that he's still surrounded, backs away towards the throne room that you found previously, Nox. So he provokes an attack from anyone who's near him in doing so. Yep. I guess I'm right there, too. I am, too. I stood right in front of him. I got magic fire claws. Does a nine hit him? I got a 16 to hit. 16 is a hit. So that is going to be eight slashing damage and one fire damage for me. Cope's got an 11 to hit. That does not hit. Thunks on his hard metal body. Metal slash wood body. Has he got any nickel in there? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so Jimothy pulls back and then he holds out his left arm, which has the the water skin looking thing on the top of it. And then a gout of flame shoots out, covering the entirety of the area of the tunnel in like a flamethrower type motion. Everyone has to make a dexterity saving throw. Except for... Nox. Except for you, I guess. Yeah, you're still up there. But I can see it coming, though, right? <laughs> you can see it coming. Thank you. Yeah. That's a big eight for Nox. Cope's got an 11. 19 for Thrasher. 
11 for Copes. Ooh, that's a hefty hit. Nine fire damage to those who failed the saving throw, four to everyone who passed. So as the fire kind of blasts into Nox, he swirls his sword around again, and as the, the kind of air is moving quicker and quicker, some of the heat absorbs into him. He casts Absorb Elements, so he's going to take half damage from that, and his sword begins to glow red with the fire. That's cool. So the goblins pass their save. They manage to dart in a bunch of directions, avoiding, for the most part, getting too hurt. Lyra gets a full blast. She's looking pretty hurt. It's sporadic. <laughs> and then he holds out his other arm and cocks back a fist. And then it is Cope's turn. Let me ask you something, Brent. How do you knock something prone? You'd have to take some kind of like a grapple maneuver, basically. Here's my proposition to you. I want to, instead of having two attacks, expend just one attack and see if I can tackle it as a bear. Uh, you can try. It'd probably be like a strength contest between the two of you. And normally you would have disadvantage for not being proficient in this. Or I guess you just wouldn't have proficiency. So I'll let you just roll it like a normal attack roll then. It says my strength is plus four. It should be pretty good as a bear. Yeah. So I just a d20 plus four. I'm going to try to knock it prone. Okay. I'm going to just try to tackle it and stand on it. All right. 13 plus four, 17. Ooh, man, damn, he's not rolling well. It's a D, that's a two plus seven, so you beat him. Nice. Okay, so Copes just snarls and like rears back on his hind legs and then just leaps forward and hits him square in the chest and tries to throw his full bear weight on top of him. All right, so he's prone now and anyone has advantage on an attack roll made against him. Actually, you would have anyway. I forgot Nox did his dismantling move previously. Okay, well then... <laughs> Then I did nothing useful. <laughs> I mean, you're still on top of him. You're still on top of him. Grappling? Or... Um, I take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, if I use my movement now, will can he attack me like an attack of opportunity on the ground still? He can, yeah. Okay, then I just sit down. Does he find it unbearable? No, actually, I'm going to lick some of the spicy Cheeto grease <laughs> off my balls. Just as a little snacky snack as I wait. Well, it's also hot and spicy claws, remember? <laughs> well, ooh, I burned my tongue a little. One damage. Oh, <laughs> Now it's Demarok's turn. I'm going to cast Thunderclap. And as I pull my drumsticks, I wrap a quick beat on my, my drum, and it shoots a bolt of hot white light at Jimothy. And he's got to make a con saving throw. So he got an 18. Against what? Against your spell save DC. Eight plus proficiency plus charisma. So 14. Thunderclap is what I was going to use. It's only got a five foot range. Fucking Matt knows the fucking rules. Okay, you just. Okay. Then. No, that, that's fine. I just wanted to make. You, you just got to hop down if that's what you're doing. All right, thanks, Matt. Uh, I want to cast Cure Wounds on Thrasher. It's a touch spell. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Max and Brent over here just ruining your fucking play. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna cast Bardic Inspiration on Thrasher. I already have one. Yeah, I know. You got a second one. Hey, bro, you're doing good. You can't have two. Keep it up. <laughs> Hand one of these to Copes. <laughs> no, fine. Okay. Dimrock's standing up on the ledge and looks down. And is like. So excited he's got a friend that can turn into a cool animal. Hey, bro, you're like the sweetest bear I've ever seen. Go do some like cool bear shit. Mess him up. <laughs> I cast Bardic Inspiration on Copes. I pull out a giant pot of honey and take a big spoonful. Or just a pawful. I mean, if you have a giant pot of honey, you can have a spoon too. I mean, why stop there? Oh, I can't create anything I want. I pull out a giant pot of honey <laughs> and a giant spoon. Alright, uh, Braddock continues concentrating on her magic, the one that's enchanting your weapons. And it's Nox's turn. Tyler, get your anti jemothy grenade. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh no, actually I can talk as a bear. Yeah, I got it right here, bro. Why can you talk as a bear? Because he just said that he could. Because I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and Steven come out of the cave with my anti jemothy <laughs> grenade. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Knox is going to charge up, and something's been off this whole fight. He couldn't figure it out, uh, but now he understands, and he jumps on the back of Copes. 
Uh, and he is going to stab into the chest of Jimothy on the ground. Oppies! Oppies! I thought you were going to say just stab into me. <laughs> is Copes close enough for you to stab Jimothy from there? I'm sta- sitting on his chest. <laughs> okay, I forgot that. With the advantage, thank God, because it was a natural one and an eight, which makes it a 13. 13 just just barely misses. Your oh. your weapon just thuds into it and doesn't break through. Dang it. Yeah, that's all I got. The bear looks at you, disappointed. <laughs> I shake my head. I was about to give him some honey, but I tuck it back in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thrasher's turn. Say it with me, guys. I hit, hit him, him with, with my axe. And applause. That will be. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a ten. But I'm gonna go ahead and use that bardic inspiration. Uh, is that a D8 for you now? D6, I think. D6. He rolled a six and a one, listeners. Bringing my total to uh, ten right now. So with my added bardic inspiration, it's a a mighty eleven. <laughs> <laughs> We looked so good. We were so close. So, so all of his weak points are are marked. He's missing chunks of armor. He's laying on the ground. And on the ground. <laughs> I walk up and I just, <laughs> instead of hitting him, I just scream into the void left by the piece that Knox pulled off. I'll kill you. And then hits Jimothy's turn. So you guys are all kind of piling up on top of him. Remember, his his arm cocked back on the previous turn, and his arm is still up, and he holds it out. Demarok, you feel a a drop in your stomach for a second as the arm launches itself out towards you. So you got a 21 total to hit. Yeah, I think that does it. That hits. All right, so it would have been cooler maybe if he missed, but the hand grabs onto you. You get a strength saving throw to resist being pulled. Plus two. I get plus two to that. And I roll a two plus two. <laughs> it's a four total. Sometimes the dice tell the story and ours is not good, boys. The square root of 16 is what I rolled. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. As that hand shoots towards me, I make a quick drum roll and cast a reaction spell. Silvery Barbs. And it makes a desired enemy re-roll a d20 and take the lower number. Nice. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, that's good. Oh. That's good. That's a much lower number. That's only... So you throw off his aim with your quick wit. <laughs> I imagine I ducked. But if I thought my way out of the situation, fine. But it's silvery barbs, you know? You, you say such a... Well, I have zero intelligence and one wisdom. I just felt like I probably just ducked. You just ducked. The hand crashes into the cave wall behind you, grabbing hold of it fiercely. And you hear the winch chain pull tight as he's going to make a strength check right here. Oh, my God. So he got has advantage on this roll because it's a very well-designed piece of machinery. Thanks, Braddock. Yeah, thanks for the weaknesses, Braddock. Hey, hey, I still wanted to make something good. <laughs> I figured I was going to get it later. I was going to, once I took him down, I'd get to keep the stuff. That arm is mine. They want to waste my time. All right, so that's a 23. As he wrenches himself free from the dog pile that you've created, the three of you who are surrounding him are pushed backward 10 feet. Copes, you find yourself prone. Is he pulling himself into the air towards me? That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> no! <laughs> As he flies towards you and crashes into the cave wall, tumbling to the ground a moment later make a dexterity saving throw everybody (laughs) no just me i'm special not 20 wait i'm sorry 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 brent plus one (laughs) 21 you gotta add it up for him you gotta add it up i don't know anything all right describe what you do as he's flying towards you i duck I duck as low as possible. I duck all the way to my stomach. It's almost like I'm laying down flat. Wait, are you still <laughs> staying on this ledge as this guy launches next to yeah, you? Yeah, I'm planking. <laughs> I'm a few years late. It just drops down into a plank. 
I see him coming at me, and my first and only thought is, it's time to plank. Boom. And I do a strength check for your core. Core <laughs> check. Nat 20 also, straight down. Oh, my God. He's got a six-pack. So as I see Jimothy shooting towards me, I think quickly, and I turn and grab the fist that's grabbed into the wall behind me, and I hold on to it tight, and with the chain attached, I run and jump off the edge of the cliff, hoping that as he's shooting up, I tighten the chain in the other direction, and as he hits the apex of the chain, it'll change his direction and pull him down with me. So with a diving leap, I just grab that hand, and I jump, and I say, Geronimo! And I like jump off the ledge of the cliff and with like a cannonball motion, dive down into my party below. As the chain goes slack, it, it whips around, just slams into the cavern wall, and then falls down right over the top of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You rolled a nat 20 to avoid the danger here. Okay. Fair. I just thought it'd be funny if I just kept... <laughs> just, like You get out of that one and then his body explodes. <laughs> you are notorious for dropping things on us. He tried to. I rolled out of the way. And he crashes to the ground and takes eight more damage. You land safely. And then it is uh, Cope's turn. Uh, I can't cast spells as a bear, right? Can't cast spells as a bear. Is it, is it a bonus to shift out? It's a free action if to shift out always, I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. It's only a difference. To shift in. Okay, Cope spins on his claws. Stands up to his full bear height, shifts out, and then he's going to rear his head back and shoot a guiding bolt out of his horns at, uh, at Jimothy. I am still on your back, for the record. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to resolve that on your turn. <laughs> or hang on. You use his horns as a sight? <laughs> oh, I... L- Let me line you up, bud. Does that give me advantage? I got you, bro. He's just like... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so he's got my horn. <laughs> it's like World War Yeah, so I shift down. I'm going to shoot the guiding bolt at this guy. I don't have thing for this. It was D20 plus 4. So. Yeah. Uh, 14. 14 just hits. 14 just hits. All right, so the lightning like before arcs between his two horns with Nox hanging on, and he aims my head right at him. And uh, so he's 46. 46? Uh, I've been waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> <laughs> It always happens. 14 damage. Woo! Nice. Nice shot, man. Thanks, man. Couldn't have done it without you, bro. And as it hits him, it also leaves him uh, glittering and shiny, which grants advantage to the next person who attacks him. All right. You see that his form is splintering and cracking, and he's having a hard time standing on his feet still because his stability is all off now. I still get my move action, right? You can move, yeah. Uh, I dance a little bit. Okay. Just in place, because that's not moving. Yeah, yeah, it's moving. You choke, you stand up and dance without moving at all. All right, let me do that for the podcast right now. Hang on. <laughs> oh fuck, he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing it. Holy shit! Wow, oh my god. <laughs> See, it's that easy, man. Whew. Yeah, Daniel <laughs> Steven tossed you with another six gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I with Knox on my back, I spin around in a circle and do a team rocket. Oh, looks good. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> and then it's Demi's turn. <laughs> Can you kind of reset up the situation? So there's a pile of us. Where's the back? No, I know where. What's the bad guy doing now? I mean, he just. When he was falling on the ground over yeah. there. And then he grappled onto the cave wall, right. launched himself at you, crashed into it, and then fell down. He's pretty much right next to you. All right, so he's crumpled on the ground. And he's probably about 15, 20 feet away from the rest of everybody. So after my sweet, awesome grappling cave roof dive, Jimothy lands right in front of me. I'm standing there holding my fiery whip powered by Bridget. Anybody? It's Braddock. This is for you, Bridget. (laughs) Bridget, thanks for the sweet fire powers. And I just start just whipping him with my fire whip. All right. In his weak spots. And I have advantage because I casted True Strike. Well, you have advantage because of the guiding bolt. Double advantage. And because he's prone. There's like eight reasons to have advantage. I've graded advantage twice in this fight. And we keep screwing it up anyway. No, but it already had advantage both times <laughs> I granted it. So, And we also completely whiffed on everyone. Brent, can I roll three 20s? 
No. No. Yes. I got so many advantages. No, we don't do super advantage. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Secret advantage. <laughs> there is double secret advantage. <laughs> There's one roll was a three, and my advantage roll is a seven. We suck so bad. A seven plus two, nine. Nine? Even with a brief flash <laughs> of insight from oh. Braddock, that's not quite enough. Yeah, because she gives me plus four, right? Yeah. The 13. That's just short of being a hit. <laughs> uh, hey. Don't talk about being short. That's not funny. I'm just scaring him with my whip. I'm just, I'm hit, I'm hit the ground next to it. I'm saying, dance, monster, dance. Whoosh, whoosh. Demi, you should hit him. <laughs> what? Hit him? I think that would hurt him. He can dance without moving. I just proved it. We're trying to hurt him, Demi. Dance. <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Whoosh. Guys, I'm intimidating him. Whoosh. I don't, I don't think we've hit once when we've had advantage. We've hit every time we haven't had advantage. That sounds about right, yeah. All right, Braddock continues focusing on her magic, and then it's Nox's turn. All right. Is he prone? Is that the thing? Yeah, he's prone. Okay. And glowing and <laughs> have, have plates removed. Hey, sorry, real quick. Does my guiding bolt advantage go away if he misses? I believe so. I think it just says the next attack. Yeah, it's worth knowing. Okay, uh, so Knox is going to, he's holding on to Copes' horns and he's gonna kind of jump right over the front of him. Sorry, I'm gonna plant off your head with my foot. Sorry, Copes! Hey, bro. And he's going to run, takes his scimitar in hand, and he is going to jump straight up and drive it right into the chest of Jimothy where the plate was removed. Nice. Maybe. And that's gonna be a 17. Ooh. Ooh. That's a hit. Finally. Uh, so that is gonna be. I mean, I'll, I'll booming blade just to be. I don't. I doubt he's going to move, but so it's going to be two plus four slashing damage, so six slashing damage and two fire damage. All right. Why don't you give us a little bit more? Uh, so he's going to run, and he's kind of still got this little parkour theme going. So he jumps off one of the walls and takes his scimitar and drives it right into the chest of this guy. And as he does, he stands up and he takes his foot and tries to step on it and dig the scimitar as deep into this open chest cavity as he can of Jimothy. It's hardcore. All right. As you do so, the vibrations of your booming blade resonate through the wooden creature's body. You see that the joints connecting its arms and legs suddenly detach as it collapses into a barely moving pile of wood and metal, although it is still moving a little bit. I am... The Goblin King! <laughs> boom, boom! The goblins cry. Boom, boom! <laughs> boom, boom! Boom, boom! Boom, boom, bro! Thargobunts fires the wand, <laughs> fires the wand into the air. <laughs> no! Thargobunt! <laughs> Causes a cave-in, we all die. You guys all have to duck pretty much immediately, <laughs> but he really doesn't. Thargobunt, that's not what I meant. You gotta put that thing away, man. You guys all duck. You guys get enough time to duck. We're in a cave. All right. You guys want to roll against another 30 damage? No. no please. Yes. That's what Thrasher wants. No. <laughs> the the fire dies down. You've got some scattered remnants of burning refuse and wood. Just the twitching metal and wooden form of Jimothy lying in front of you. Knox picks up the fist launcher hand. He looks at Braddock. He says, I'm going to need you to put a handle on this thing for me. I think I can give you a, a hand with that i'll probably get rid of that no that was great more hand jokes <laughs> i can give you a good hand job oh hey, god, oh, god. No. i unmuted my mic so i could make the you got me a shishimu i got you a shishimu you got me a hand job all right so you guys are standing around this twitching little body of jimothy what are you guys doing is he like down is it a little body I mean, it's a it's a, the big wooden body, but it's all detached, and it still like looks like it's trying to move. It's just failing. So we're out of combat. Yeah, you're out of combat. Is there any smoke coming out of it? No, not like you saw previously. It's, it looks like it's still alive enough. Braddock, open that thing up. Uh, uh okay, I can. She pries off some metal plates. Is there something you're looking for specifically? Yeah, I want to speak to Jimothy face to face. Yeah, we think it might be like, remember Men in Black when that guy's face popped open and there's little aliens sitting inside with the remote controls? I never saw that movie. 
Braddock says. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, just imagine what I described. It's mm-hmm. guy's face opens up, boom, little alien in there. Uh, his face is right here. She gestures towards the sunglass and bowler wearing part. Knox grabs the sunglasses. <laughs> I grab the bowler. <laughs> I want to lean it. Is is Jimothy in there? You see it struggling. You see the wood splinter on what you could call its head, and it opens what maybe looks like a mouth, but this groaning, wooden, creaking sound emerges from it. I put my dick in his mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, splinters. Splinters fill your penis. <laughs> <laughs> you thought splinter head was bad. This is splinter head, too. Oh. The other head. You're reminded of that brief moment right after you'd taken down that other wooden thing when it was injured but not completely destroyed. Cope's supposed to run up. I'm going to sit right behind his head and put his head like in my lap and just try to feel the energy from him. Is this thing evil? Like, is there something more in here? That's, that's what I'm doing. I don't know if I could tell you that exactly, but, I mean, maybe from a moral perspective, it seems like whatever happened to any of these people was not good right and, and that's how Cobus feels because he saw what happened last time so I'm just gonna kind of cradle his head and usher him out of this off this mortal coil well before he goes off this mortal coil Demarok wants to look at him and say Jimothy Jimothy nod your head yes if you can understand me a loud creaking shows that he does understand does the name Legis the Terrible mean anything to you it pauses and then shakes its head no right no okay okay i get i guess the image i'm trying to get is like this is like a suffering creature in front of y'all yeah yeah i i get it yeah no that's that's how i feel yeah. i know i understand he's dying but but he's suffering because we just destroyed him like but he was trying to kill the shit out of us to be fair i know so hey hey demi you gotta remember even when the souls of people from the town were were in these things they couldn't control themselves anymore I mean, they turned into beasts. I think the way to free them is by ending them. Right. I understand he's going down. I just wanted to try to figure out what was going on here. Like, why was he building this base? Why was he capturing all these people? Why was he getting special armor put on him? What was his motive? I don't think it was up to him, Jimmy. Jimothy, was it up to you? <laughs> Guys, you know, I, I just kind of hit me. We found Jimothy's grave coming up the mountain. Holy moly! I don't know if this thing's pulling people's souls in. Maybe after he died, something about him got pulled into this doll, but... I don't want to take your moment, but she, Braddock, described in the last game that she had met Jimothy on the mountain. Oh, did she? Yeah. Did we not find his gravestone then? So we found we found Jimothy's grave, but... He was still out here. I don't know how that could have happened. I don't want to tell you guys what to do, but do you remember what you did last time for the war? I know. That's and what I what want you to were do. given a moment for. Yeah, I just wanted to ask him like two or three questions. Remember when the dog came out and it barked at you a little bit and did some stuff? No, honestly. You saw a little dog spirit that ran around and you commented how you were like, oh, that's why I was acting like that. Because yeah. it was one of those broad faced dogs. Yeah. Right. Okay. I do. But you heard it bark. Okay. That's my idea. So we just need to finish this thing off. Yeah, so Copes, he's sitting there with its head in his hands, and he's just going to put both a hand on either side of its head and just cast Produce Flame and, and try to send this thing off in the same way that he'd already learned to send the last one off. Do you say any words or anything? Some nice words? Someone want to chime in with something? Demrock pulls out a an ethereal woodwind flute it produces between his fingers as he raises it to his lips and he starts to play a hollowed, solemn, beautiful song. And Copes, as he has it in his head, and he, I imagine like the lights coming out of his eyes and his mouth, and he says, You're not from nature, but you became nature, and you will return. Be beautiful in your next life, and find some peace. There mine among the stars, and go on. And then he flares his fucking produced flames. He just flares his hand, puts some real power into this thing to send it off. Alright, you say those words, you produce the flames. The song that you play through your chime summons the wayward spirits you met previously. The little motes of light that dance and fly around as you as you say these words of send-off to the suffering spirit that inhabits 
this wooden abomination. And a, a light smoke begins to emerge from the, the cinders of the body before forming for a brief a brief few moments into the shape of a, a man. We're like sucking up on his like fingers as he's forming. Like, yeah. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> There's the penis forms right there. <laughs> oh, now I'm sucking his dick. He's like, gotcha. <laughs> and uh, the figure of a man forms, wearing dark glasses, bald head, and some fierce scars across his face. He looks at the four of you, and he sighs. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for saving me. I don't know what else, what I can do to repay you. I, I don't have long here. Timothy, we we saved you. I thought we I thought we killed you. Uh, it's still a vague memory even now. Something happened. Bright lights rained from the sky. My house was destroyed. I, I, f- I fled. I fled further up the mountain. Something something happened then. Something huge came down onto the mountain. I was crushed instantly. And then I, I found I, I regained my senses somehow. But I didn't care. I had a family once. Thinking of them brought me nothing. I, I am so ashamed of what I did. It was my baser instincts taking over. When you regained your consciousness, were you this... this thing? I was. I had no feeling. I only wanted to control and be powerful, just really the things that I wanted in life, but gave up. I said, Jimothy, this is really important. Those lights you saw coming down from the sky, did they look like this? And I pull the bomb out of my pocket. (laughs) I've been carrying around during multiple battles and through jumping off cliffs (laughs) and diving through the air. I say, I have kept this so safe. I have have cuddled it and and, and kept it softly in my pocket. Is this the lights you saw coming from the sky? I passed by quite a few of those on the way further up the mountain. I saw them blow up, but I don't think that's all it was that rained on the mountain. There were the goblins, they, they kept finding these magic items scattered across the mountains. I, I don't know what it was that happened. In any case, I'm glad you released me. Do you have any further questions before I ascend to the heavens or whatever? Yeah, what was your plan? What was your goal here? Why were you turning people? It seems so hazy now. It just seemed like what I was supposed to do. I knew that if people died near these wooden things, that their souls would be trapped like mine. I don't know how I knew. Maybe it's because I was one myself. I just felt like I had to. I knew I would... I really don't know. It's hazy. I felt like I wasn't myself when I was trapped within. So these dolls, did they do anything themselves? Or they just captured the dying souls? The ones that, I, I don't know why I'm different, but the ones that I turned after, they had no personality. They had nothing left of who they were. Just docile automatons. They simply did what I told them to do. Didn't seem to have any feeling. Other than that wooden one that was a dog. Other than that dog. it's It seemed to be like me. Like it still had itself trapped within. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's how I died. You know, the people that I captured... We beat them and let them die over the course of a day. But I died instantly. Damn, bro. I want to lean in real close, real quick, and say, Hey, bro, just between me and you, did you ever try smoking any of those dudes? Well, I can't inhale anything. I couldn't inhale anything. Okay, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I didn't <laughs> inhale. No, I, no, I didn't. Jimothy, your wife and kids are, you know, are they dead? Oh, uh, I've left them years ago. I really just kept that as a memento. I was actually put to death quite a few years ago. Uh, it didn't take, obviously. I was a skilled wizard in life, and I used those skills to fake my death when I was meant to be put to death. I allowed myself to be buried and just lived a calm, peaceful life here. And you can see how that turned out. Yeah, you turned into a doll monster. Tell me about it. Are you ready to go, Jimothy? Yeah, unless you guys got any more questions. I'd hate to go off and you guys are like, wait, wait, one more question. No, they're trying to kill you real fast. I know. Are you ready? Uh, Well, I really have to thank the four of you. I don't know if I could have ever been freed without your help. I have to go now. Happy to help, man. 
Cope stands up and casts Gust. <laughs> His form is just blown into, you know, <laughs> it just disappears and there's nothing left. I say back into nature, where you belong. All right, the body lies inert. In this serious moment, while everyone looks around, Knox kind of looks at his party, and he looks at his goblin crew, and he flips the sunglasses down, and he goes, <laughs> Treasure time! And he runs <laughs> oh, towards the other room. Hey, yeah, treasure! I'm right after him. I want some. I believe we need to find some eggs. Yeah, whatever happened to those two goblins that went looking for eggs? Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and roll for them. See how well they do. Can we roll for treasure, too? Yeah, we're going to roll for treasure. All right, the goblins, after a few moments, they return, having found the eggs. Just as a side note, I think Coach is going to sit with this body for a minute and just small moment of revelry. Just, I think this kind of resonates with him. Knox sees the goblins with the eggs. He's like, hey, man, hey, guys, take those up to the harpies up front. Let them reunite them with their kin. Uh, they look at each other. I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay, just wait for us then. Okay. Please don't eat the eggs. Um, but yeah, Knox is going to go check out the throne room to see what was back there. All right, you check it out. You find about 378 gold pieces scattered around Jeez. in various coins and rubies, gems, emeralds, stuff like that. And there's also some random shit. Yeah. Random magic table. How much was it? 380 total? 378. Why 378? Because he rolled for it. I bet it's divisible by four. 380 is divisible by four. 376 would be. You don't know that. I want the extra two and a half. I try to incite conflict by having a couple extra gold. I want the extra gold. I do too. I'll take 300 and y'all split the 76. Split it up now. What's 376 divided by four? Nah. You have a smartphone in your fucking pocket. Uh... 92? This is the greatest puzzle I've ever created. Is that 92? It's 94 and a half. So Knox takes 94. I take 95. I take 95. Demi gets 94. I'll take 95 as well. It's not how much gold there was. All right, so Matt gets 93. I'll take 93. That's fine by me. All right, so I need four rolls. Give me four with D100 rolls. One from each person? Yep. I'm not guaranteeing that you get something you can use here. I'm going to roll it true random. No, I like that more. Unless it's something I can use. Honestly, I don't think it's as much fun when you just give us super cool shit immediately. Literally, the only thing Tyler cares about is rolling for treasure. He doesn't care what it is. I have sent two spirits into the great beyond. I don't want to hear it. Just give me your rolls. 72. Ooh, Cope's rolls an 88. All right, so let's do one at a time. The first roll I got was a 72. All right, you find one of the items. One of the items is a wand that's got a a small ruby at the tip, and it's got oh my it's God. got little <laughs> petal like uh, adornments on the side, like a flower. Does uh does this look familiar? It does not. Does it say boom boom on the side? It does not look like a boom boom stick. It looks close to it, but not quite the same. Could you tell me what that is? What did I what did I get? I know my character doesn't know this right now, but I need to know this. Okay, wand of pyrotechnics. All right, next, 88. That's me, baby. It is a small war horn. Ah. I slip it over one of my other horns. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> it's on nicely. It's a horn of silent alarm. That seems completely useless. I have no clue what it does. <laughs> okay, well, let's keep it that way. I rolled an eight. So you find a potion. It looks like it's got a writhing green fluid in it, and it's a potion of climbing. Could have used that earlier for Thrasher. Yup. Next one. Demarok rolls a 82. If it's super great, don't skip on it and like try to switch it up. This is a very strange item, but you want it, right? Yep. It is an, it's also a horn, but it's an ear horn. All right. Hell yeah. Like the one that you put up to your ear to hear better? We know what an ear horn is. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> Like the old deaf people use. <laughs> yeah, in cartoons, mainly. <laughs> I watched a lot of cartoons. <laughs> We're doing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's called an ear horn of hearing. I don't know where they got off naming it that. <laughs> As opposed nice. to the ear horn of tasting. 
of seeing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm trying it out right now. You can hear really well. Everybody sounds super clear. Yeah. The bass is really nice. It's not too much, but it's still there. In addition to that, you find two potions of healing. Oh, loaded up. Love that. Throw those at, I'll throw those at Thrash. Thrash and Knox. That's probably a good idea since we can't heal. Well, those are mine, and I'm keeping them. Oh, he found those. Okay, so we just treasure. So we got loot. I think we should talk to Wagon Wheel. All right, so we got loaded up. We got how much gold? It was ninety-three gold. Well, I want to go see what's up with the airship. See what kind of condition it's in and stuff like that. You know, like just go check it out. Okay, guys, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to get all the people together and go check out this airship. See if we can make it back down the mountain. Oh, airship ride! I'm down to check it out. How many eggs are there? Is it just like a couple eggs, or is it a lot? A dozen of them. They're in a big chest that the goblins had to carry together to bring back. Okay, uh, so Knox is gonna, I guess he'll grab one side of the chest and start heading out towards the front. Alright, so the four of you plus Florgalbun's crew walk out. The harpies flap down as soon as they see the eggs in a, in a frenzy. It looks like they're ready to attack just to get them back right now. Hey guys, 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 calm down. Jimothy is gone. The, the eggs are yours. We're returning them to their rightful moms. They lower their talons and smell at the eggs for a brief moment and then they they sort of give you a look of it's hard to convey in words the the look of thanks that's on their face in returning their their kin to them as they they grab each side of the box and they clumsily fly off with the eggs if you're gonna try and capture the facial expression of these harpies into a sound what would that sound like brent <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> well just if you had one sound just one yeah, sound just, just one <laughs> Always needs his water. <laughs> We've learned that. Oh, I, I felt it. Thank you. I felt it. I thought it was going to be more like, Kah. all right, guys, let's go check out this airship. Brad, can you help us out and see if this thing may be in any sort of condition to help us get all these people back? I do believe she already said it would take days. I've never even worked on something like that before. I mean, I don't put anything past my ability, so. I think I can do it, but... Do you think we could just get on it and kind of just push it off the side? What about these people? Don't you need to rescue them? Yeah, no, I think we bring them out with us. I mean, what else is up here? Let's go see it. I kind of imagine them following us. Yeah, they seem kind of reluctant, but you are their rescuer, so they ultimately comply. If y'all want to stay at the fire here and wait, we can go check out the airship just in case. They kind of look nervously at the cave and... The harpy's still on the mountain. No, nah, no, nah, we'll, we'll go with you guys. Flargobombs, you coming? Boom, boom. No, 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 no. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Flargobombs is leveling the wand at the flying harpies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Flargobombs, please, please. Ah, okay. Well, it's been fun so far. No reason not to come with y'all a little bit longer. All right, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. I guess we'll head up to the, the airship. Thanks for forgiving us for killing all those people in the town. <laughs> on that on that note, yeah, on that note, but do we want to bring them back to the town? No, I don't think we want to. I don't think we want to bring them back. But if they if they don't mind helping us check it out, I, I don't think we want to turn down extra hands. Okay, just check it out. Okay. I think they they've lived peacefully on the mountain here for so many years. I, I think we leave them here. I agree, totally. There's a half a cabin down there if y'all need a new place to live. Hey, were the goblins that were crushed by that thing just killed in the grease? Yeah. Oh, damn. What were their names? One of them was Splinterhead. No! <laughs> I go light him on fire. <laughs> Talk to his spirit for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of us is going to go unconscious during a fight. Cope's going to be like, all right, I light him on fire. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we head to the airship. What does the airship look like? Okay. It's like Wonder Woman's plane. Is it like a Zeppelin style or a dirigible? All right. So you make your way toward the airship following the obvious path of black, thick liquid, whatever it was that lined its trajectory of crashing in the mountain. It doesn't take you long to reach the end of it. You see the ship. It looks like a, a standard like galleon type ship. Quite large. Face down, its tail sticking nearly straight up into the air. Whatever this thing's made of, it must be marvelous construction because the exterior of it is relatively undamaged. 
It has these long wing-like appendages that are cracked and broken in various spots, but the hull is otherwise intact. You see the remains of this black sludge lining the bottom of it. And you also spot a covered across the sides and top of the ship are these enormous burn marks, scorch marks, drilled into the side where it looks like something strong and powerful pelted it. Can Knox check out this black liquid and see... I don't know if it's like oil or something, but... Check it out. Investigation? Or Arcana, maybe? Uh, it's going to be a 19 for Arcana. This is something like oil of slipperiness. It's a special magical oil that it's very hard to remove, and you can pretty much spread it on anything. It makes it nearly impossible to either stand or hold on to that thing. It's not quite exactly the same, but it's it's very close to that. Right. And is it? You said it, there's a trail of it leading up here? Yeah. Okay, so this is some sort of, almost like grease. It's some sort of slippery oil. Does it look like it was pushed up? Like the, the ship was moved? With your investigation, I'll say, no, it looks like it definitely crashed and slid okay. a significant distance to this spot. Okay. Hey, guys, this ship was obviously pelted with some magic, and it's got this oil on it. I, I don't know what could have caused this. You may want to be careful going in here. It looks like somebody might have taken it down on purpose. This wasn't a crash landing. I want to take a look at it. I want to do an investigation on the, on the marks. Sure. Braddock's already climbed up, and she seems excitedly looking over the ship. Specifically, does it look like his uh, chain hand, like he tried to grab it? No, it actually looks just like the damage that you saw to the forest. Gotcha. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Crashed up here. I thought maybe he tried to grab it. Let's try to go in here and check this out, see what we can find, see if there's any way to get this thing up in the air. Braddock, you, uh, you, you got any ideas? Have you seen anything like this? I've never seen an airship before. I've always wanted to since I heard that they exist. I'm excited for the prospect of working on this one. Uh, who owns it, did you say? Apparently us now. Uh-huh. No, the ship is a shipment from Legis the Terrible. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, but he said he just paid somebody to ship it. Oh, uh, well, uh, we saw some crates back in the cave. I mean, maybe there's some cargo left over. Yeah, let's let's check and see if there's any more cargo in here, if any more of these dolls or or maybe these items. Because uh, Jimothy mentioned the ground was littered with them, so maybe this thing was transporting more than dolls. All right, you guys climb up there. I'm not going to make you roll. Climb across the metal. There's like little scattered metal panels. Mostly it's made out of wood. You climb up into the ship. You see the remains of what must have been the crewmen who died on impact. Oh, and also you would have seen a pair of shoes sticking out from under the ship. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Jimothy? Jimothy. Jimothy. Yeah, yeah. They don't do the, uh, what's the Wizard of Oz thing? Do they, like, roll up underneath it? That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, do you want to take the shoes? What's, wait, what size are they? No. All right, but yeah, you find the remains of the crewmates. It's kind of difficult to traverse because of the angle that the ship is at, but you get your way into the cargo area, and you see that it's mostly empty, although there's one crate that's left over that's got a bunch of the dolls in it. They're broken and shattered on the ground, one of which is twitching lightly. Hey, guys, I think we got one that's, I dare say, alive, but we got a moving doll in here. He did say they were lifelike. Yeah, I don't. This isn't quite what I was expecting. I smashed that doll. Smash it? You see a little spirit of a rat fly up into the air. Knox is going to push that whole crate right outside of the ship. Flargabum! Blow that shit up! <laughs> ah, gladly. And then he, he yells, Boom, boom! Boom, boom! And then fires a fiery shot at it. As the crate of dolls explodes, sending fragments of wood everywhere, the fire spreads to the thick black liquid beneath the ship and ignites instantly, sending a humongous trailing path of fire down the mountain. Oh my god. You watch as the fire begins to spread to other parts of the mountain, tearing apart what little bits of living trees remained on this section of the mountain. Um, I mean, at least the path home will be well lit. Oh my god. <laughs> we cannot go anywhere near Greece. The goblins cheer. Boom, 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 boom. They're dancing around the flame. Boom, boom, boom. 
Boom, boom. Do you guys think we? Bam, bam. <laughs> you guys think we helped? Do we? Are we done helping? Some people have been saying heroes. You know. <laughs> have we helped uh, enough? At least if we didn't blow people's toilets up this time. All right. Well, we either got to get the ship flying, or we can push it down like a big sled at this point. Yeah, let's go with a fire sled. Braddock looks excited at the prospect. I'll fix it, no problem. Give me, give me a few days. She looks around at her pouch. Be right back. She runs up to the cave, comes back, and hands you a small purple stone. A sending stone. You can use this to talk to me. Okay, all right. Uh... I'm going to get to work right now. I'll... You guys helped me out a lot. I, I think I owe you this one. I'll fix this ship right up. Okay, well, I appreciate that. It looks like we're going to have to walk to get these people home, I think, if it's going to take several days. Or, or do we stay here? I think we need a little bit of time to rest. Why don't we just take a few days? Yeah, there's no reason for you guys to go back so soon. I mean, there's emus on the mountain. There's other dangerous creatures. You guys, you guys should really rest. But we have Thrasher, king of the emu. Uh, em- emu noises. What, what do those sound like, Thrasher? Uh, uh, I'm an emu. Uh. Is there any of that black shit still on the ground, or is it all gone? Yeah, there's some more. Copes is going to jump down while this is going on and, and dip the tip of his javelin, not the tip, the butt end, mm-hmm. and just scrawl the name uh, Spirit's Flight on the side of the airship in memoriam of the souls and spirits who've lost their, their name to this, this tragedy. That's really sweet, man. You know, probably should have been a group decision, but yeah, no, it's really nice. Really. No, y'all can pick your own names. I just need to do this. All right, guys, I think... I miss Timothy so much. All right, guys, well, I think our best bet may be to, to camp out here. We've got a cave. We've got a fire. We're safe. We can keep these people safe. It's night. It's no time to try to traverse the mountain anyway. I miss them. Let's do that. Let's make camp. But I think... <sighs> Today's been so hard. I think I just need some time to process. So I want to go on a little bit of a hike and make camp and just take the night to myself. And I'll meet up with you guys tomorrow. Well, take the sending stone. Okay, fair. Braddock's got one. We'll be here with her. Stay safe out there. If you need some time, we're we're here for you if you need it. Deal. Appreciate it, man. I totally don't want to piggyback off your idea, but I think Copes would kind of do the same thing, like off into the trees. I wait for them to leave, uh, and then I pull out the other sending stone, and I'm about to pop it in my mouth before I remember I don't have to do that anymore. And then I talk into it and say, Wagon wheel, come in. Huh? Huh? Thrasher, is that you? Hey, what's up, man? Ah, uh, it's so good to hear from you guys. Uh, are you guys coming by to visit again today? We'll be by pretty soon, I'm sure. Uh... So first, uh, how's your day? Uh, it's pretty good. You know, the shipment's not here. My hair's still all gone. Eh. I have news. Really? You found them? I can say in complete honesty, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Well, where are they? Are you bringing them? Are you bringing them here? I'm bringing something. Oh, that's amazing. I, you don't know how much this takes off of my shoulders. I explain everything really quickly just as he's finishing that sentence. We went up the mountain. I do just want to point out, because this is very important, Knox unloaded the dolls off the ship. He unloaded the cargo. There's only one crate, wasn't there? I moved all the cargo off the ship, baby. Not at the dock, though. That's the contra- that's the contract. Oh, he wa- Oh, he god. Damn it, he did. So what wait, what did you What did you say? Like they've been destroyed? Um yeah, pretty much all of them that I can see currently and have seen in the past 24 hours. You hear like a clatter to the ground. Wagon wheel. It doesn't sound like he's talking to you anymore. Wait. What are you what are you doing? Stay away from me. No, leave me here. Leave me here. And then the voice cuts off as you hear the stone fall to the ground. 
Wagon wheel. No. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please go follow us at the DHCast on Twitter. Uh, we love any and all feedback. We release every Thursday, and that's all I can remember. Oh, the tagline. Let me hit that. Follow us on the DHCast, where questionable posts are always guaranteed. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs>